This is Love Yourself Back to Life, episode number two, your inner child. Welcome to Love Yourself Back to Life. I am your host, Nadia Fleury. You dream of living a successful life, yet you feel emotionally empty. You know something is missing, but you don't know what it is. What if the answer was already within your reach? With each episode, I will help you see life through new lenses, shining the spotlight on your inner world, eliciting awareness and wisdom. My mission is to release out what's blocking the flow of your success, to awaken your full potential and to love yourself back to life. Today, we are going to talk about your inner child. Let me illustrate my point with a story. I am looking at a child. From where I stand, I cannot tell if he's a boy or a girl. All I can see, the child is playing in a puddle of water. Let's just say for this story that he's a boy and he's wearing a raincoat and cute rubber boots. He is amazed by how the water moves depending on the weight of his footsteps. He gets the idea to jump in the middle. Mud splatters everywhere, including in his laughing mouth. He spit it out and continue playing in and around the puddle. Looking at this child's innocence, it's actually a beautiful scene. He certainly lives the moment. However, what if this child is you right now? What if this child is your age? What if when he looks at the puddle, it's actually you looking at your task? What if his outlook on life with no care in the world was actually how you saw your own world, living without thinking where you are heading tomorrow? Yes, I agree, it's important to live in the moment, as long as the moment is supporting your goals, no? That is if you have goals or aspiration in the first place. Going back to the story, what if the child is playing by himself, not because he wants to, but because something happened to him? What if he chose to isolate himself because someone hurt his feelings or because of fear? What if the child is there not because he wants to, but because the bus that just came by didn't pick him up? He could have been told he wasn't ready to get on the bus or he arrived too late and missed it. What we can extrapolate so far from this story is this boy is there because he's waiting for something to happen. Are you waiting for something to happen? Sometimes we don't act because we feel we are not ready or we're missing something, like we don't have the degree or the connection or the know-how or we don't have the right environment. It is true that your willpower is not as strong as your environment. However, it is your responsibility to do something about it. Usually, the things we long most are time and money. So while we have neither, we stay stuck in that puddle of water. I know how it feels because I was in that puddle for years myself. When you live in it, you feel all the reasons as to why you're stuck in there are valid. 
However, know that you always have a choice. You can keep looking at the puddle and say, I'm stuck and I don't have a choice. Or you can actually say, what if I have a choice? What if I wasn't afraid? What if I had all the money in the world? Sometimes the real reason as to why we stay stuck is because we don't want to revisit deep scars. How many of us bear the pain of witnessing cruelty or remember the sick feeling in your stomach, hiding away in the bedroom with a pillow on top of your head because your parents or the adults who are taking care of you are having a heated argument at the moment? How many of us have been hit as a child, making us feel we were flawed when in actuality we were simply learning to just be? Speaking for myself, I was hit on more occasions than I can count. It wasn't constant, but I remember retiring in my bedroom, feeling very sad and hurt. However, the physical pain is nothing compared to the emotional ones. Being told you were not worth their time or making you feel like you are a burden on their shoulder or made fun of because you didn't catch a concept quickly or felt abandoned or left alone for a long period of time. All these can be real reasons as to why you are still looking at the puddle of mud today. You may say you are truly enjoying what you do right now or what if you pretend to be happy to cover up something that is buried in your chest and you don't dare going in because just the thought of it is painful. For me, I chose to forgive and let go of my dad's shortcomings. What is the point of holding on to a boulder that stops the flow of my happiness into my heart? I chose to do it inside by writing a letter telling him I forgive him. It was my way to heal. I also know that he didn't have it easy growing up, so I gave him space. Regardless of the situation, your inner child still lives in you today, and depending on how it was affected in the past, it may cause havoc in your life right now. Most of us spends our life not knowing we have an inner child inside us. Yes, we all have an inner child. Your inner child is your unconscious part of your being. Now you would say, how can you tell? Here are the signs. Usually the inner child does not have a concept of time, can't plan ahead, difficulty to focus on a task, just wants to play, live or talk with spontaneity, creative, not attuned to other people's needs, needy, cry to get what you want, don't know what you want, say silly jokes out of context, wants to eat or sleep now, looking for physical or emotional attention. Let me illustrate with another story. Let's take Todd. Todd is this goofball guy at work. No one really knows what he does. He's got an office, but somehow he doesn't seem to do much. He doesn't take life too seriously. You can always count on Todd to make you laugh, though. Everybody knows 
that when there's a party, Todd will be the center of the attention. The thing is, Todd does wish to be promoted, but his behavior doesn't give him a chance. No one in the upper management can trust him to take on a project and finish it. In reality, Todd does wish to climb up the corporate ladder, but he feels it's beyond him. He hides his true feeling behind his goofiness. In fact, sometimes his goofiness comes out of him almost without any control. And you know what? It happens to me too sometimes when I realize I should have said that silly joke or when my hugs turns into tackle. So why does Todd act that way? And why do I sometimes let my inner child out? There are many reasons. Sometimes it's because of fear. It can be all sorts of fear. Fear of commitment, fear to be successful, or fear of not being good enough. In the case of Todd, he hides his fear behind his goofiness because he's afraid of being tied into a desk job and he's also afraid what his friend might say about him if he climbs up the corporate ladder. Just know that unconsciously, we choose our environment to match our fear. So in Todd's case, his choice of friend are no accident. As long as he hangs with them, he doesn't have to think too hard about his life. Sometimes a life event comes into play and wakes us up. Taking Todd's as an example again, Let's just assume for a moment that he is now becoming a dad. So his behavior at work will probably change now that he's seen his daughter for the first time. In my case, I let my inner child out when I needed to release the pressure I had on my shoulder. I was in a very negative environment where criticism were the norm. I think I lived most of my life with someone always telling me what not to do. Being a no-box person, meaning I don't think outside the box, I don't even have a box. I was considered reckless from the perspective of someone who likes to the comfort of being in the box. On the other side, because of my upbringing, being raised on welfare, I grew up fast and over-responsible. So for the longest time, I stifled my inner child. I will never forget the evening where my inner child took the better of me. It was a cold night in early January. Only 10 people showed up at that event. The trainer in question decided not to follow the script and did something more intimate, as he called it. He went on to explain that there is a conscious mind that is like the tip of the iceberg, and there's this huge mass below the surface called the unconscious. And as much as we like to think we take rational decision, we actually never do. We choose with our heart and we justify with our mind. The trainer continued and explained that when we live unconsciously, we tend to live our life by default. We don't think much of it and we don't expect much either. We live with our old unconscious habits. We stay where we are comfortable and familiar. It's what keeps us in status quo. We want to control everything around us. And we want to be right. We live in righteousness. When he explained about all these four things, I suddenly understood why I was struggling in my environment. I was fighting the status quo. I did not like anything that is familiar. I love to experience new stuff. 
So in a way, my husband at the time didn't know what to expect from me from one day to the next. He couldn't control his environment. And the best of all, he lived to be right. Well, actually, he took it a step further. What he loved to say instead was, I know I'm wrong, I know I'm wrong, I'm always wrong. And there's very little you can say to that sentence when it's delivered. So this was my reality. Yet me, as an entrepreneur, the word right and wrong didn't exist. To me, for any challenges, there were always several options depending on the circumstances. The thing is, I couldn't think like my husband and he could not think like me. So we were always arguing to a standstill. Later on, the trainer said something about people who want to be right are oftentimes uptight. And he puffed up his chest and he said these people have a hard time even laughing. And he even made this parallel with a child who laughed from his belly. He made an allusion that we should all live more like a two-year-old. And I took his saying to heart. Because of the casual atmosphere and the safe space provided by the trainer, I somehow gave myself permission to just talk without holding back. Let's just say that when I was done barking my frustration at the trainer, one of his eyebrows was on fire. The aftermath of that evening was life-changing for me. It's like this experience, it's like this experience has cleansed my heart. It was the first time in my life I felt I could express myself fully without fear of criticism. I will be forever grateful for this trainer to have shown up at that poorly attended event and took time to open my eyes to what was going on in my heart. Later on, as I was reliving the experience, I felt a sudden calmness in me. Only then did I realize I lived more than 40 years with an inner child who was running on two cylinders. Now, why do I go on about this inner child's business? Why do you need it in the first place? Well, your inner child is your source of inspiration. It's where creativity comes from. Have you ever experienced a moment where you have a problem at work? Let's just say you are an accountant and your book doesn't balance or you are an engineer and you don't know how to align two parts together. And the solution comes when you are in the shower or when you take a walk. Sometimes we think the busier we are, the more productive we are. I don't think it's always the case. I think there's a lot of wisdom in taking 15 minutes break to have a good laugh and then resume your work. Now that I think of it, it's probably why the upper management keeps stud. I know. I've been a little silly right now, but have you noticed that in every company, there's always the goofball? Now that I've brought back Todd, let's look at this story from a different angle. Just like I mentioned earlier, now Todd is a new dad. And he still has the reputation for not finishing his project on time because of his friend and what they might think of him if he gets promoted. However, deep inside, he doesn't really like his job. He doesn't really like staring at his computer screen all day. What he loves doing most is talking with people. The story of the child playing in the puddle of water is an analogy between unconsciously wasting your life or choosing to watch your life on the sideline because of fear of what if. Do you play to win or not to lose? So let's say Todd goofs around because he is afraid of criticism from his friend. 
What goes on deeper is because he had bad grade in school, his dad always told him he was going to amount to nothing in life. Todd grew to believe this to be true and thought for the longest time, why bother being a high achiever? So Todd chose friends that would justify that behavior. However, Todd has a new baby girl now and there's a sudden shift in his heart. He wants the best for his daughter. That shift, which I like to call it taking a right sharp turn, can break the status quo. You know, all of us can get what we truly desire in life. We simply need to be clear on what we want and go for it. It's not only about deciding to improve, but it's also about taking conscious action towards our new goals. It's important to be committed to your success, not just being interested. And be willing to say no to non-supportive behavior so that you can go after your real goals. So when Todd realizes that he wants more in life, he also realizes he left a not so good impression on his superiors. He can take small steps to course correct the situation. Like what if suddenly he can finish a project or bring new ideas on the table, or he decides to arrive a little early to work or leave a little later, or he spend a little bit more time in the office and does less talking. Or he can tell his boss that since his new baby girl arrived, he is now ready for something more serious and he would like to be in sales instead of working in the office. An important point to address is that whatever you choose to do, there is no right or wrong. The better question to ask is, is this situation you are right now is serving you or not? The first key is knowing where you are heading. Then you can better say or discern if your inner child is controlling you and if it's serving you right now or not. And once it's brought to your conscious awareness, what will you do about it? So hopefully you understand the importance of knowing about your inner child. You see, for me, I didn't feel I was allowed to play, like having fun or go see a movie. I had become a warrior. Now, we are not meant as human creature to live in warrior mode. Being overstressed and exhausted doesn't bring us closer to God after we pass. When we are continually living in warrior mode, it may lead to high blood pressure, heart attack and stroke. However, for me, I felt trapped and in that state of mind, I didn't feel to do much. It was like having a boulder on my soul. Getting my inner child out was what I needed to do to break down my old me and create new pathways. It's only after I let my inner child go crazy did I see changes in me. You cannot expect different results if you keep doing the same thing. And so, what does all this mean to you? What if you dive into your being and ask how you truly feel inside? See it from a place of curiosity and please withhold any judgment. There is no point going on about the wasted time. What matters is now. As you ponder upon your life and wonder why you are not where you wish to be today, what if a part of your old programming was the root cause of it? If you are not in a happy relationship or don't like your work, or you feel like you're stuck in an unsupportive environment, 
Think of the small steps you could implement today that would have a huge implication in the future. At the end of the day, it all boils down to the choices you make on a daily basis. You may have made the best choices you could until now. Something tells me, though, that if you have come across this podcast, it means that something deeper is calling you and you have come to the right place. Because this means you know your life can be better than what you've currently settled for. You may not be clear as to where you are heading, and this is perfectly okay. This podcast is designed to open your horizon. Just know that not long ago, I was in your shoes, so I understand how you feel. I'm here to bring clarity, and the first thing we need to identify is your inner child, because only then we can address together what is blocking the flow of your success and anything you desire to achieve in life. The key here is to reconnect with your inner child, not to eliminate it, to bring that inner child in the spotlight, to identify, to realize it's there. Once you know it's there, once you realize it it exists, you can address what's at the inner core, what's affecting you. What is it that that child wants that you're not giving it? In conclusion to this podcast, what I've described here was two different viewpoints on your inner child. You either stifle it or you either let it control you. And they are opposite. Now, the best approach is understanding that your inner child is, is inside you and communicate with it on a daily basis to understand its needs. It's when it's either stifled or you control your life that problems can arise in your life. All I'm doing is bringing this to your awareness for you to adjust as needed in your life. If you're like me and you're not paying attention to your inner child as in being stifling it, preventing you from enjoying your life, preventing you from having a good laugh, from taking a walk on Saturday afternoon. You need to revisit what you're doing if you want to have more joy in your life. Now, I get it that there are times where we are working on a certain project and certain things needs to happen and needs to finish. I get that. And I'm not saying constantly always be in your inner child. I'm just saying, just listen in and see what that inner child has to say to you. The, the, the problem comes when you're stifling it, but it comes out at the worst moment. It's almost like having a child when you go to the bank, you know, you, that's when you want to be the most focused. And yet you have this little one who decides to just having a temper tantrum right there and then, you know, it could have happened at home before or later in the car, but no, they had to happen now. And this is the case of an inner child that is not being addressed. Oftentimes, the trigger is fear. So you were at the bank, you were trying to get something with the manager, something didn't resolve, you didn't get your way, you know, having a tantrum yourself. What does this do to you, to your system, to your, to your body? That's the key. Just bring that to your awareness so that you can live a more fulfilled life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you do feel that it's going to help anyone you know, please share it out and stay tuned for more. Until next time, thank you for listening.